Good day. Welcome. Bill Michael Show on a Friday, a green and gold Friday. We are here. We are glad you're with us. Thanks so much, as always, for inviting us into your home, into your car, into your head, wherever, <laughs> wherever we're at. Glad to be along for the ride today. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, hit us up, and uh, we would love to hear your thoughts via Keys to the Game for the Green Bay Packers to get a win and thus find themselves in the postseason. What needs to happen? If you had to say three things, what would they be? Three things, what would they be? To me, one is red zone. Packers need to uh, convert in the red zone, and that is much like we had one of our, uh, our friends over on Bud Light Livestream a little earlier say the same thing. Uh, I think it's get out of the shotgun. Get out of the shotgun so damn often. Uh, even though I will say this, if you look at the running numbers uh, against the Detroit Lions defense, the running numbers are actually better out of the shotgun for whatever reason. They're giving up almost six yards, six and a half yards per carry uh, when teams are in shotgun against them versus under center. But I think the Packers do so many things well that uh, that they don't need to be in shotgun consistently. It seems like it's just it, it's a drive staller. And I just want to see a little bit more creativity out of Matt LaFleur in that offense. So that's, to me, number one. Number two is, uh, I think, just, I'm not going to say do what you did against Minnesota because I, I don't think you can just rely on that many turnovers. But do what you did kind of in the sense of stay at home. Do your job. Don't get a lot of freelancing. Don't give up a lot of big plays. But the big thing is stay aggressive. Joe Barry called a more aggressive style of defense, and I like that. I'd rather, and I've said this a thousand times, I'd rather go down swinging than, than play back and, and, and die death by a thousand cuts. Because Jared Goff is the ultimate of, oh, you want to give me seven yards? I'll take it. You want to give me four more? I'll take it. First down. Oh, you want to give me nine? I'll take it. Second down and one. Oh, Jamal Williams, here you go. Go plow through for three, four yards. There you go. Okay. We got you over a thousand yards. There you go. Um, they're the ultimate. And we'll take what you give us. So you got to get near the line of scrimmage. And well, I, I really like the fact that Jair was up on Justin Jefferson and hitting him at the line of scrimmage, even if just for a second, just to disrupt him. He had no fear. Justin Jefferson's one of the best receivers, wide receivers in the league. So why not? They don't. St. Brown is good, but he's not great. Get at the line of scrimmage and, and move him. Disrupt the, disrupt the routes. If you can give your defense an extra second or two to get to Jared Goff, you can you can cause him to throw a pick or two. But he's been extremely stingy with the football. So you can't just rely on turnovers. We know Kirk Cousins. He'll throw you some. There's no doubt about that. Jared Goff's not that guy this year. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't just turned it over at will. So I think that's, uh, that's another one. I, I think uh, number three is if I'm, you know, Matt LaFleur looking at Aaron Rodgers, I'm saying involve everybody. And, you know, Jared Goff's taking checkdowns. Jared Goff is moving the sticks. Jared Goff is taking the ball and moving it up and down the field to one of the better scoring offenses in the league. Get, get with everybody. You know, hit Tanyan across the middle. Hit Jones on a quick out. You know, yeah, you can go deep to Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, whatever, but involve everybody. You know, I, I would much rather see Aaron Rodgers throw for 250 yards. He's not throwing for 300. But I would rather see him throw for 250 yards 
and do it spreading the ball around to seven or eight different receivers on a consistent basis rather than just making it, you know, Watson, 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 and stop with the third and two going 40 yards downfield. Unless he's got four strides on the guy, just stop with that. Just take what they give you. Live to fight another day. I'd rather have three more cracks at 40 yards downfield than one shot at it that falls incomplete, and then you're sitting on the bench. You know? Um, Tom says we need Keyshawn Nixon to continue to shorten the playing field for the offense. I agree with that. I'm not going to count on that. I think anything he gives you at this point is gravy. So I, uh, I'll take it. But Keyshawn Nixon has certainly been uh, a key contributor offensively in the fact that he's been able to flip field position without a doubt. Uh, let's see here. This one is from Leslie. Leslie says, I think one of the keys is having Bakhtiari back. He's healthy. The offensive line has been solid. Zach Tom has looked really good. Your thoughts. Zach Tom, to have a guy, the ability to come up with offensive linemen has been strong, hasn't it? I mean, for, for you know, some of the things that, you know, we have talked about with Brian Gutekinds and some of his choices, the ability to find offensive linemen has been has been strong, right? He has he has played or you know played. He's he has chosen players extremely well. You know, you look at a guy like Zach Tom this year. You know, you go back. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago when he was picking up John Runyon, grabbed him. Obviously, uh, Elton Jenkins grabbed him. You know, I mean, he, he's he's kind of rebuilt that offensive line. And now you got a guy like TJ Slayton who's playing pretty good in the trenches. So nothing because I I'm a big believer that you win in the trenches. But you look at that, you look at, you know, now you got Devontae Wyatt to start start playing pretty good in the trenches. I mean, he's been pretty good when it comes to drafting guys in the in the trenches. You would have liked to have seen Sean Ryan, your third round draft choice, you know, get more opportunity without, you know, getting suspended because of the PED stuff, but that's neither here nor there, but Zach Tom, your fourth-round draft choice, he's, he's turned out really, really well. So, And you talk about a versatile guy coming out of Wake Forest. Holy mackerel. So solid choice there in the offensive line, I agree with you, has been much, much, much better. That was an area that in the beginning of the season was sketchy, and it has solidified ever since. And when you – and I know – you know, we talk about the six million you're going to save if you get rid of David Bakhtiari, but I thought there was a little bit of a, a foreshadowing there in regards to Brian Gutekinds when he did that uh, press conference during the bye week when he he was asked specifically about Bakhtiari and he said, you know, yeah, there's some money to be saved there, but you also have to remember really good left tackles in the National Football League are tough to find, and when you've got and David when he has played, he's played like he hasn't missed a beat. He's still playing at an extremely high level, and when he is not there is when he's extremely noticeable. So I I agree that the offensive line obviously is key, um, but the fact that they're back, they're familiar, they're together, and Zach Tom has been such an incredible, versatile product to have sitting on your shelf. When you can play him at a guard, you can play him at a tackle either side. I mean, it's just like, Wow. You don't find many guys that are that much of a Swiss Army knife and good at a lot of those positions. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, don't forget, Tyler Dunn 
going to be joining us from golongtd.com coming up here in just a little bit. We'll talk with him and uh, get his per- perspective on everything regarding Demar Hamlin, uh, covering that area, the bills and such, and then obviously uh, you know being able to be be you know down in that Philadelphia, that Pittsburgh area uh, as well. I said Philadelphia, it's Pittsburgh. Uh, but uh, be able to get that perspective for DeMar Hamlin. We're going to talk with him coming up about that in just a little bit. And, by the way, uh, we're going to get his thoughts on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he covered the Packers for quite some time, too. So we're going to get the, we're going to get into that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Um, this one's from Matt, who says, Our scout for the offensive lineman is definitely a 10. Yes, he is. Um, John says Aaron needs to adopt Goff's attitude towards giving what the uh, defense gives. Uh, the ball needs to come out of his uh, hands in timely fashion. Uh, guys are open, send it. Um, Aaron's usually pretty good. He doesn't hang on to the ball unless he's looking for something specific. There have been times, obviously, when guys just aren't open and the play takes too long to develop and you have to hang on to the football. But Rodgers, when he's got a hot read, coming off of the line in a quick out. He's he's really good at getting rid of the football and and not taking a hit, not having anybody get near him. But there are times when he does like a read. He likes a specific route. He will lock on a guy and wait for that route to develop or wait for that guy to go open or wait for that guy to be on that, you know, that mental connect to say, okay, this isn't working, but I'm going here. And there are times where he'll hang on to it. But he's usually pretty good at avoiding a direct hit. He's usually pretty good at not taking the big sack and uh, and getting rid of the football. So I'll give him that. Um, John says, uh, Bakhtiari, definitely a guy you need and uh, will keep, but he reminds me of Z, his last year with the pack now. Um, yeah, but I don't know what went on behind closed doors regarding Zadaria Smith versus David Bakhtiari. Isn't it interesting that Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari couldn't play. He had to get the knee drained and he was getting all that fluid taken out of his knee all last season and was in some pain and, and such. But yet, Zadari and, and Bakhtiari didn't play. He just, he couldn't play. He just chose not to play and, and chose to kind of wait for that. Well, then again, he wasn't medically cleared either. Whereas Zadaria Smith, they said, hey, just let it rest a little bit and then you can come back maybe in October into November, and Zadaria Smith chose to get the surgery instead, which put him out until the end of September, and then he only came back for the playoff game. And that kind of set off, a, I guess, a, a few eyebrows in the Packers' locker room, and that's what ultimately, I guess, led to the separation, so to speak, between Zadaria Smith and a lot of the guys in the locker room. So it's a little bit different scenario, and I would not be surprised if the Packers figured out a way to keep Bakhtiari. Just because, just because he's just, he's so, it's so noticeable when he's not in there. Now, Zach Thomas played admirably, and I'm sure he could develop into a really good left tackle before it's all said and done. But, uh, but it, it's, it is noticeable when Bakhtiari's not in there. 877-867-1670, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there, Skipper Buds. If you're looking for a boat, if you're looking for a yacht, pontoon, fishing boat, jet boat, whatever it happens to be, they've got it. All you got to do is check them out. Go to Skipper Buds in Pewaukee and uh, see for yourself. Our buddy uh, out there, uh, Todd, is the uh, general manager. And uh, you can get a hold of him, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. Now is the time to buy. They have a lot of different stuff in stock. And the 2023s are coming in. So if you're starting to think about the summer just a little bit, and you're going, you know, warmer weather might not be a bad way to go. Want to get on some of the lakes around here? Yeah, there you go. Might not be a bad thought right now. Get it while the getting's good. That's our friends at Skipper Buds 
uh, and call him, 262-544-1200. Call Todd, set up an appointment, go and look around at the inventory and pick out the boat of your dreams or maybe just a starter boat. Just say, hey, I just want to try it out, see if the family likes it, see if my friends like it. You know, whatever, you, uh, whatever you're looking for, get out on the water and enjoy yourself. That's our friends at Skipper Buds. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up with Tyler Dunn of Go Long TD next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue on 877-867-1670 you want to find us hey don't forget about our friends at boondocks barbecue burgers and brews and uh, boondocks they have uh, all kinds of good stuff coming up they have got some entertainment this weekend as well so uh check out boondocks and our friends over there they got all kind. they got uh, bingo sunday bingo coming up uh they got the verdict coming up tonight starting at 8 30 they have got uh, the game day bash Coming up on Sunday as well, and uh, so many good th- things out there. And a h- huge interior bar area, but if you're a veteran and you call them and say, hey, I'm a veteran in the military, they've got a special room that uh, you get priority table seating. So also, check out our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews right out there on County Road K in Oconomowoc. Man, really, really good stuff. Thanks to them for being a part of the program as well. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us? Do it. Tyler Dunn uh, of GoLongTD.com. Joining us uh, now on the hotline, Tyler. How you been, pal? Oh man, uh, d- doing a lot better, Bill. That that's for sure. I think we've all been. I think all of our thoughts and prayers and emotions has it's just been directly tied to Demar Hamlin and, and and hoping this 24 year old that suffered cardiac arrest can somehow have a life and and he's got a life and then some now. So d- doing great. So let let's start there first and foremost. Um, what do you think? And I don't, I don't even try to get inside the head of a player at this point. I think we all think what maybe what our own reaction would be. Well, what do you think the players? Because the players today, uh, Lamar Hamlin spoke to the players and said, "Love you, boys." Uh, and I, I said yesterday when you were hearing that press conference with the doctors, man, you got to be energized and ready to run through a wall uh, over that good news. What do you think it's going to be like in Buffalo on Sunday? I have no clue. <laughs> I wish I could uh, tell you exactly what the energy will be like at Highmark Stadium, but it's going to be special. It, I mean, they're going to all have that, that number three patch on the jersey. They're going to outline the three in, in blue. They're, they announced that they're going to do some stuff um, with this family, some type of tribute. Uh, it, it, it's going to be something we've never really seen before. And, and in the atmosphere at Orchard Park, New York, t- typically is – Crazy, right? I mean, everybody sees people lighting themselves on fire and jumping through tables, but this is unlike all that. This is something real. I, everybody has just been thinking of this player every second of every day, and and we all saw his life saved on a football field. I mean, Danny Callington, the assistant trainer, I, I'd imagine they would do something for him. Uh, he, he's the one that brought Jamar Hamlin back to life before our very eyes. And I was there in Cincinnati looking through those binoculars and seeing the CPR being administered, it was mortifying. Um, so the, to get to the other side of that, I, I mean, all along the, the team, their entire, I, I guess their 
their thoughts have been directly tied to the health of DeMar Hamlin. If he was able to inch closer and closer toward being himself, they were going to be able to inch closer and closer to being able to play a football game. And, and for him to flex his muscles on a Zoom call today, I mean, I, I think they're all ready to run through a brick wall. Um, I, let's talk about the uh, the other side of the coin on this. you, you got to be uh, kind of a raised eyebrow because you got work to do if you're a New England Patriot. Win, then you could be in. And now you've got to go in not only to, to play to, to, you know, obviously fight for your postseason life, but now you've got to fight all of that emotion. You know, you got to go. I mean, I know Bill Belichick is the master at creating whatever scenario, but this is something unlike anybody's ever seen before. And you got to go up against. So if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm saying I don't know what to expect, but I, I know it's the old play your game, do your type of thing. But you're still going to feel that emotion across the sideline. Totally. Yeah, I'm not sure how you – I mean, they've had – I guess if you're going to get to the nitty-gritty, they've had a little bit more time to prepare. I mean, I don't know how anybody in Buffalo could could even think about football um, Tuesday into Wednesday. So the good news, it kind of went down Wednesday night into Thursday. And so, I mean, they they said that putting the helmets on and the pads was was therapeutic. And and now, yeah, they're ready to run through a brick wall. I mean, New New England, I guess if there's – some type of advantage. It's so weird to talk about football, Bill, to be honest, but they've had a little right. bit more time to, to think about this game, but all the momentum is, is going to be on Buffalo's side. And, you know, all this notwithstanding, I mean, Buffalo is just a better football team. They, they thumped New England pretty good uh, in Foxborough not too long ago. So if it's just about X's and O's and talent and, and both, both sides can kind of keep their emotions in check, it's going to be tough for New England, regardless. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, you could see the emotion on Josh Allen's face yesterday, and just how excited they were to play for Demar Hamlin because they were on that field. I mean, they 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 saw him literally fighting for his life, and for him to get to the other side, it, it's going to be, it, it's going to be something unprecedented Sunday. And, and I'm shocked that they've gotten to this point because I, I think that everybody was really concerned about their ability to even think about football, let alone play it 48 hours ago. So let, let me uh, let me ask you, what was your focus when it comes to, you know, we'll say writing for the, you know, for Golong, when it came to covering this story and or the last few days? What is the focus? Because obviously there's a lot of playoff football to talk about. There's the possibility of coin flips and such now within the NFL and the AFC. And yet you've got a team that's coming back from this type of tragedy. you got... Uh, obviously the, the Cincinnati Bengals are dealing with this as well coming out of this side of things. So they're dealing with this and they've got to play Baltimore and they've got to win to get, you know, the top spot and keep the top spot in their division. I mean, there's just so many layers to the onion going into this weekend. You know what? You know, it was when it, when it happened Monday night and being there and realizing who it was, um, this is a, a player that I know really well. I shouldn't say player, a human being. Uh, a year and a half ago, uh, DeMar Hamlin, after he was drafted by Buffalo, he just shot out a tweet and said, hey, where do I get chicken wings around here? And, and a bunch of fans sold him Elmo's. So I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. that'd be kind of a fun story. Why don't I get together with DeMar Hamlin at Elmo's? That's my go-to right. spot. And we sat down for two hours. His life story is incredible. The, the, the stories that go along to you.com, people want to check it out. But um, I, I guess ha- knowing him on a personal level, it kind of struck a different emotional chord. I mean, this is... This is a, an unbelievably kind, gentle soul who's been through so much in McKees Rocks. I mean, growing up, losing half of his friends uh, before they even turned 21, a father who went to prison for three and a half years, 
helping his mom's cleaning business till midnight many nights. Their heat in their home not working, going to school, not even having a lunch, having to get a couple bites of his buddy's sandwich. It, 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 it really was one thing after another. Right through college where he had this mysterious sports hernia that was misdiagnosed by the school. So, you know, I, I guess to kind of roundabout way to answer your question, I think we're all left in the media and fans, everybody. How do we reconcile supporting and watching and writing about this sport that nearly killed a person on the field, a 24-year-old kid on the field. And the only answer I can come up with is, you know what, it's it's a platform. Yeah, it, they entertain us, and, and you know millions of people around the world are entertained. But knowing DeMar Hamlin and knowing what he went through in McKees Rocks and, and how much he wants to change the lives of kids in McKees Rocks, the, the sport does good for that. You know, there, there could be a dozen kids on DeMar Hamlin's street back at McKees Rocks that, that are inspired by him before this even happened. And so many of these players come from so many darker corners of America that they, they can serve as a, a true inspiration um, playing professional football. So that, that I guess it's kind of maybe it's spin, but that's how I can kind of press on and, and continue to, to write about and, and really support a sport that, let's face it, it's the most violent sport on earth. Talking with Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com, and you can find his stuff at Tyler Dunn over there on uh, over on Twitter. So I, I do want to talk some Packers football for a couple of minutes, and that is the fact that the Packers play. They win and they're in. Detroit's going to have to wait and find out, obviously, and then they'll know whether or not they're winning an inning, so to speak, if uh, and when they take that field on, on Sunday night. But give me your thoughts on this matchup, because I, as much as I want to say the Packers are on a roll, and I, I picked them to win, but it would be a coin flip almost to me. I still don't have that terrific feeling about this Packers team like I had with Packers teams in the past. Man, I feel like they, they, they have a real identity, and it's the identity that we talked about. I know we chatted in August, I want to say, after I did that Kenny Clark story. And, God, I mean, I picked this team to be in the Super Bowl, and then it, this defense that has studs on each level and a run game and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon that can, can punch teams in the mouth, one of the best offensive lines in football. And, a quarterback who has seen it all, lived it all, and, and can make the right throw in the right moment still. Uh, they finally have kind of gotten around to that. Uh, it, t- it took a bit, and it, and it took, uh, I mean, I probably a little swallowing of the ego from the quarterback to hand the ball off more, but give Aaron Rodgers credit. He's done exactly that. He knows that this is the best mode of operation for this team. Get it to Jones, get it to Dylan, trust the offense, and they're on a roll. So I – I, I like Detroit a lot. I, I think that they bought into everything that Dan Campbell believes in. They're really built from the inside out. I actually spent a lot of time with their offensive line earlier this season, and they they, they, they really do believe in what they're selling. And they can their offense is a machine when it's really cooking. But at Lambeau Field, I, I have a hard time betting against Green Bay right now because they, they've got something working. I mean, they, I'm a big believer in momentum. The manifestation and all that stuff Rogers talks about, right? They they got something working right now. They 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 know what they are identity wise, and that's a hard thing. I think there's a lot of teams in the NFL. Maybe they call really good plays, or they have a lot of talent, but they don't really have uh, principles and, and core belief in, in how to how they can win. Green Bay kind of found that at the right time. Yeah, I was going to say things have started to click, and. Uh, you- Here's the next question. Defensively, things are clicking. So for all the angst and all the the anger that has been directed towards Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, 
Do you think Joe Barry over the last three, four weeks has in some way, shape, or form saved his job? And I think, people ask me that all the time, and I think, well, I think you're only as good as your next game. Suppose they just get blown out by the Lions, then no, I don't think Joe Barry has saved his job. But if this team wins these final five games to put themselves in the postseason, they do it with more defense than they do offense, does Joe Barry save his job? I think so, which is wild to think when they gave up 363 rushing yards to the Philadelphia Eagles. When was that? Not a month ago? Not, not too long ago? Uh, right. They, they've really kind of found themselves. And I, if they win and they get in the playoffs, I'm not sure how you can fire them because the defense has been opportunistic and playing well. And on the flip side, if Detroit, if their offense lights it up, I, I, you know, I never want to put too much into one game, but I'm kind of with you. I, I feel like this game could really tilt it either direction. I mean, if Jared Goff throws for four or five touchdowns and they're running the ball at will, I, it'd be hard to justify. <laughs> um, right. and, and that's how the NFL works. I mean, it, really, it sounds crazy to say, but we've seen coaches fired for one play, let alone one game. And, and this defense has been such a mixed bag all season long that, yeah, they, they, this is their Super Bowl right now. I mean, they, they, they've got to win it, and they've got to perform on that side of the ball. Hey, Tyler, before I let you go, uh, so are you pick? You, you say you like you, you, it's, you find it very hard to pick against the Packers at Lambeau Field in this particular game, correct? Yeah, I, I, I'd go with Green Bay at, at Lambeau with you know that run game and that defense really clicking. I, I think I think Green Bay wins, and I think they get in. So now let's propel it forward. Packers do get in. Let's say they face San Francisco. Who do you got in that game? Because San Francisco with that staunch defense is fantastic, but how much do you have a belief that truly Brock Purdy is the answer and the guy that's going to continue to take him forward? Or or do you look at Rodgers and say going back to San Francisco, which has kind of been a house of horrors for him? I mean, where would you go in that game? It really has. Um, I, I, I'd probably pick San Francisco in that game. I, I'm not sure if it's, a, if it's a blowout and if they just you know smack him around like they – they had in, in the past with Raheem Mostert. I don't think it'd be that bad, but Brock Purdy's, you know, I think we have a, a tendency to think you need a, a star stud quarterback, and then that player makes everybody else better. That's how it's been um, for the most part in our lifetime. But the last couple of years, we've seen these, these front offices and these teams say, okay, you know what? Let's just go spend and draft some some stars at other positions. Let's support that quarterback. And we kind of just need a distributor, a playmaker, somebody who isn't going to screw up, and we've got a shot. And that's exactly what San Francisco's done. I mean, they've got the best roster in the NFC, maybe the entire NFL. They they add Christian McCaffrey, and their their defense is obviously loaded. If Brock Purdy doesn't turn it over, and he hasn't turned it over much, I, I think San Francisco is going to be hard for anybody to beat. Good stuff as always, Tyler. I appreciate it, buddy. What do you guys got? To, what are you working on right now? If people want to come in and read. Hey, really appreciate that, Bill. Yep, golongtd.com. Uh, Bob McGinn, his uh, McGinn Files features, are, they're rolling. He, he did a big deep dive on Peyton Manning that we'll have live next week. And I spent a little time around the Cincinnati Bengals ahead of this game that never happened uh, myself. So I have a profile on DJ Reader, who's just an unbelievably fascinating guy so and then obviously we know we're, we know where the bread is buttered so we're going to get back to those packers soon see how the season goes absolutely good stuff buddy and we'll talk to you soon okay anytime bill hey thanks so much for having me there you go tyler dunn of golongtd.com that is golongtd.com 
joining us for a uh, couple of minutes to uh, talk a little bit about what uh, he witnessed, what he saw, the uh, the thoughts coming out of that about uh, the game that didn't happen, and obviously Buffalo going into this game this upcoming weekend as well. So interesting stuff there. Um, let's do this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh-oh, we've had a burglary. I'll tell you where and when. Coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Walked into Quick Trip this morning. Grabbed a loaf of bread. Bread's on sale, too, like 79 cents. Holy mackerel. Uh, two ninety nine for a gallon of milk. Picked up a couple of things this morning. Said hi to our friends over there at Quick Trip, which I love. And I thought, eh, I didn't do the breakfast sandwich. I've been kind of dieting after the first of the year, like everybody does. But uh, uh, I didn't do the uh, the breakfast sandwich this morning. Which it's funny because they know you so well. They're like, no breakfast sandwich today. I said, nah. They said, you usually get that one with the sausage on it, right? Wow, who knew? But uh, but no, didn't do that today, but still picked up the gallon of milk, the loaf of bread, and uh, a big uh, sweet tea, and I was good to go. Filled up the, filled up the gas tank, because we're going to do a little running around tonight and tomorrow. So not a bad way to go. Stopped in a quick trip. Started my day right, like many of us do, over at Quick Trip. Use your quick rewards card when you go in there. Just type it in. Good to go. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Great place. Great place. Um, I'll tell you this. Pissed up, passed out, and burglary, it's not a good combination. Just an FYI. Not a good combination. So how about this? A man passed out in the bushes at American Family Field. Go back a ways. September 8th, the doubleheader. Remember that? Against San Francisco? A man passed out. He had 10 beers. 10. Passed out. Woke up in the bushes. Outside of the stadium. Now, first of all, I'm trying to think. There's the bushes that are out back and along the side of uh, American Family Field. But this guy woke up after passing out in the bushes. And instead of waking up and going, you know what? Uh, Maybe I should probably use my cell phone, call an Uber, or bang on a door, maybe get a security person, try to get me an Uber, get home, something. He decided to go pull on a door. He went, uh, I think, around back, pulled on the door until the door finally just gave way and broke open. And instead of finding somebody to get a phone, he went to the clubhouse. Now, he didn't lounge around in the clubhouse. He robbed the clubhouse. Had 10 beers, pulled open a door, went to the clubhouse, and started taking stuff. The team strength and conditioning coach said uh, from his office, the the laptop, the iPod, headphones, passport, and credit card all taken off his desk. A jersey and a shave kit he took from Craig Council's office. Um, Tony Migliaccio, the equipment manager, said that uh, there was a game-use hat, autographed bat, a 45-year anniversary 1982 signed bat, the replica World Series ring, uh, keys to the team's spring training facility at Arizona, two game jerseys, and a bag with baseballs and pitching devices were also taken from the coach's office. How in the hell did he get all this stuff out of there with nobody noticing him? 
He then, uh, then ordered the Uber. Oh, I'm hammered. I've got a bunch of stuff. Now he ordered the Uber, uh, went home. His roommate told detectives that the, he showed up uh, early September 9th. Huge duffel bag stuffed with all kinds of brewer's stuff. Uh, the investigators have recovered most of the items from the man's apartment, but uh, they have not found everything. I'd love to know what they haven't found yet. Haven't found everything, but most of the stuff. Most of the stuff. Oh, he had to sell some of it to pay for the freaking 10 beers he drank. Yeah, I was going to say, what's it, about $900 <laughs> in beers that he, that he spent? I just wonder like, if yeah. Grant Council shaved the next day. Right? He took his jersey and a shave kit. How about that? But he stole a passport. That's some serious stuff right there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's federal, isn't it? If you steal somebody's uh, ID uh, via passport, I think that's federal. It's not local. So he could be in some serious trouble. The man's attorney declined comment, just an FYI. The brewers have declined comment, but nevertheless, he's keys to the spring training facility. That's, that. I mean, you know, that's kind of cool, <laughs> you know. I'm sure when the team shows up in February when pitchers and catchers reports and he's sitting there in the middle of the locker room, oh, what took you so long? How are we looking? So see what happens. But uh, he's probably made copies for all his friends. <laughs> They're all getting in. Yeah, spring training facility too. So there you go. Guy took all kinds of stuff out of the, the Brewers clubhouse. For those wondering, <laughs> the Brewers did win both games of that doubleheader. Wow. That's the reason he was drunk. It was celebratory beers. You know? <laughs> um, oh, that's a good one. That's just cold right there. I don't care who you are. Uh, over on the Bud Light live stream, uh, the question is, and this is good, uh, it says, oh, by the way, did he take the team's checkbook as well? Is that's the reason they've only spent $4.5 million on Wade Miley? <laughs> Mark Antanasio walked in the next day and went, what the hell? Where's the checkbook? Oh, I was going to pay Soto all that money. Crap. Well, too bad. Out. Mic drop. There you go. Maybe he just took the pen. He left the checkbook, but he took all the pens. They have no pens left. Can't sign anybody. <laughs> That's good. Ah, good stuff. I love it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break and come back. We'll put the, the train back on the track, so to speak. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Nice Ash, theniceash.com. And uh, wink, wink, nod, nod. You may find me down that way later tonight. I don't know if I'm going to head out, but uh, if I do, that's kind of what I'm craving. Uh, out to dinner tonight. we got a couple places we got to hit, and then we might end up uh, down at the Nice Ash before it's all said and done. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. they got some music tonight, too. Good music this weekend, uh, as a matter of fact. Stop on in and check it out and just enjoy yourself. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers face the Detroit Lions Sunday night at 720 here at Lambeau Field. Both teams at 8-8 eight and eight and trying to earn a playoff spot. Hotels in Green Bay were booked solid earlier in the week. Lions defensive end Aiden Hutchinson says fellow rookie linebacker James Houston has been a real factor in the last six weeks. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy when, when you see it. You know, obviously he had the he had three last week, which it's he just he finds a way to get to the ball and, and, and he, he takes it 
advantage of of his opportunities, which is which is what you want, you know, in a pass rusher. So, you know, I mean, he's getting after it, and I think we got a pretty nasty pa- pass rush right now. Houston, wearing number 59, is on pace to set an NFL record for most sacks per game. Matt Lafleur. Houston has shown up all over the tape. I think he's got what, eight and a half sacks, <laughs> and he hasn't even played the whole season. So, I think he's been a, a great boost for that defense you can see his number one his ability to get off the football and then his ability to dip around the corner not every pass rusher has that so if the packers win they'll be in the postseason i asked packers tight end robert tunyon if it felt like they're already in the playoffs absolutely i think honestly every home game in lambeau has that playoff atmosphere i mean the best fan base in the nfl and then lambeau gets jumping pretty easily so a couple good plays or you know a couple defensive stops and that place is rocking so i think yeah, Lambeau is definitely a playoff, playoff atmosphere at all times. That's Packers tight end Robert Tunyon. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. I know the weather is not frightful. It is not bad. Uh, and if you want to think warmer thoughts and you are starting like Ben to get into the golf season as you have golf on TV this weekend, uh, maybe you want to hone your swing, go to Lux Golf Bays. Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com down in Franklin, Wisconsin. Beautiful facility and the bays are heated. Don't worry about cold. The bays are heated. It's fantastic. And whether it's you and a buddy or just yourself or a group, uh, you know, corporate outing, whatever it happens to be, I mean, Lux Golf Bays. Go to Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. They have a bar. They have food. They have everything down there. It's just a good time, a really good time, plus TVs. You can sit back in the couches while you're in between uh, swings, watch uh, watch some sports. So not a bad way to go. To Go to Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. So the we all know that the field at Lambeau was criticized by the Minnesota Vikings, not necessarily because it was a bad field. It's because they didn't know how to appropriately accommodate the field because they didn't have long enough, long enough cleats. So uh, what they did was complained about it after the fact, and their offensive coordinator said, well, our guys should have known this, and we emphasized this, and they didn't want to do it, and they didn't want to listen, so guys were falling down. Jamal Williams, he knows a little bit something about Lambeau Field. Take a listen. Sliding all over the place last week. Do you have any insight on the field conditions? That Just put on the, the studded things and stop trying to look cute. That's it. That's it. Like, just play with the field. I understand people are scared to put them on. I don't know why. Honestly, I feel like it helps a lot. That's what helps me a lot when it's raining and it's muddy and all that. I'm like, just put on the stutters and go out there and play ball. Don't try to go out there and put on your little fancy cute shoes because they're cute. You know what I mean? Or whatever you think they are. And you out there slipping. And then after that, then now you got to use that as an excuse. So we don't want excuses. We want to go out there and perform and go out there with a dub. There you go. So don't put on your – in other words, Jamar or Justin Jefferson – uh, don't worry about your cute shoes, wearing your gold, gold cleats and all the different sayings and things you write on stuff and, you know, getting your, your, your gritty shoes going. Yeah. You, and then complaining about it after the fact, Oh, I can't believe I was falling down. No, you go out with the longer studs, you go out with longer cleats and, uh, and you, you know, work with the environment. Otherwise you're just a whiner. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Jamal Williams. The lions are, I, there is. 
Ben, if I, I saw today a poll and it said, you know, who are if your team does not make it to the Super Bowl, who are you rooting to get there? And out of the NFC, it was the Lions. Out of the AFC, it's now the Bills. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I would throw the Jaguars in as well for the fun. Okay, yeah, you're you're on that Jaguars bandwagon big time. I could go along with that. I'm a I'm a Doug Peterson fan. I would uh, certainly be you know all in on that. Yeah, well, Jaguars would be kind of the underdog. Yeah, the rest of the NFC is also kind of despicable, right? Like the Giants and the Niners and the Bucks and Brady. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's, the Lions yeah. are those lovable underdogs that haven't been there you can get behind right. the guys even though they are still like a divisional foe but they've been so bad for so long that I feel right. like there's not really that hatred um yeah I can go along with that I'm just kind of kind of thinking who would I be rooting for if it wasn't Packers um certainly I could uh, I, I told you at the beginning of the season I'd be all in on the Lions I think the Lions are kind of overdue they become the darlings um, after being on hard knocks with a lot of insight, and especially after we realized that Dan Campbell is uh, the uh, the godfather of, of Chris Farley in some way, shape, or form, because of the same speeches that they use, which are hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I could, I could go in that direction. Jacksonville, mm-hmm. I mean, Buffalo is going to be the sentimental favorite. Buffalo is who I picked to win it at the beginning of the season. Because I just thought they were the strongest team, and now obviously, uh, with everything that's gone on, and they're still a very good football team and a very dangerous football team. But now with everything that's gone on, they become kind of that that fake. Can you imagine? Just think about this for a minute. Can you imagine if Buffalo does win the Super Bowl, and they decide Demar Hamlin cannot come back and play; his playing days are over. Can you imagine the ring presentation? To him in Buffalo. Oof. That, you're talking about an emotional moment. Holy mackerel. Be big time. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, Dan Miller, play-by-play voice of the Detroit Lions, is going to be joining us, and we'll talk with him about this Lions team and what has suddenly made, why everything kind of fell into place for them after they knocked off the Green Bay Packers. And remember, you know, the one thing we were talking about earlier, I mean, this Lions team has been good. They've been a team that's been able to score pretty much all season long. It's been their defense that really kind of cost them. I mean, you got to figure they lost to the Seattle Seahawks. That was bad. That game was in the 40s. Both teams was 48-45, I think. Now, they did get completely just blanked and beat up, though, to the opposite end of the spectrum by the Patriots. They got drilled by the Cowboys 24 to 6. So in a matter of a couple of weeks they scored a total of 6 points. And then uh they finally bounced back a little bit. They still lost to the Dolphins 31-27. Then they beat the the, the Packers and they've been on this remarkable run ever ever since. It's, they've been 7 and 2 in their last 9 games. And scoring a lot, their defense has played better. So we'll talk with uh, Dan Miller, play-by-play voice of the Detroit Lions about all of this coming up. About Jared Goff's play, obviously uh, Jamal Williams only a few yards away from uh, reaching the thousand-yard mark. He's also been a scoring machine in the red zone. So we'll get into that discussion. What makes this Detroit Lions team so good? And after years of toiling away in anonymity, all of a sudden the Lions, who they Dan Campbell at, at one point last year they thought this guy was kind of a buffoon, 
and now he's a wizard. He's got them all on the same page, playing extremely well. So we'll hear uh, we'll hear from uh, Dan Miller, play-by-play voice of the Lions, coming up. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show right around the corner. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.